When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Damian Lillard to Miami situation has reached the standoff stage. Could a truly contentious drama be on the horizon? Welcome to the Blazer Focus Podcast. I am Aaron Fentress of The Oregonian, and I'm joined by Craig Burnback. Craig, we have so DEFCON, the DEFCON thing, how does that work? DEFCON 1 is the worst, right? So we're at, so I'm saying we're at DEFCON, I'm going to say yep. DEFCON 3. We're, we're at the, we're DEFCON 3. No, you disagree on this Lillard thing? I, I, I think it's, it's higher than that, you think? Oh, it's higher? It's, no, it's no. It's only been a week. It ain't oh, been a yeah. week yet. We're well, no, I, I'm in charge of DEFCONs. It's we're at DEFCON 3 right now. <laughs> I'm going back to my war games uh, fascination <laughs> with that movie. Anyway, we're at DEFCON 3 right now with this Damian Lillard, Miami Blazer situation. There's a standoff going on. We all know Damian wants to go to Miami. Miami wants Damian, but Miami's off in a weak, a weak, weak, weak trade offer. Not even as good as what uh the Spurs got last year for DeJounte Murray, a one-time All-Star. The Blazers are like, step off, son. Kick rocks. We don't want that. You have to do better. Summer League's about to start. I think things are going to reach an amicable solution. But as of right now, woo, we could be headed to something kind of contentious because Damian Lillard has made it clear he wants Miami and Miami only. Craig, what do you think? Before we get to our rundown, give me your first initial impressions. So uh, first... Everything's true in July and everything's fine in July. Like Dame only wants to go to Miami in July and the Blazers only don't want to trade him to Miami uh, unless they get, you know, a, a deal that's close to the, you know, Kevin Durant style deal. Um, I think that we have to remember that many things can be true at the same time. So when people are trying to pit, well, this guy says this, and this guy says that. Everyone's saying the same thing. Right. The Blazers want to make the best trade possible for their franchise, and Damian Lillard wants to get traded to Miami. They might end up being the same thing, and they might end up being the same thing because the Blazers didn't play their cards right, and Dame just got to the point where it was like, no, no, now we play my game. <laughs> uh, and this is what happens. Yep. This is what happens when, you know, you make a plan and then you divert. The Blazers made a plan. They told the whole world the plan. The plan was re- give Damian Lillard an extension, big money, super flex, can't get paid more in the <laughs> NBA contract. Tell him that they were going to build around him and therefore Committed he and obligated, extension. obligated to do so. That's what he said. And when now, so Damian Lillard signed the extension with the understanding that they were going to build around him. Then they tanked not once. They tanked twice. They drafted number seven overall. Shady Sharp. They got Jeremy Grant in a nice little trade. The CJ thing turned over to that. Then (laughs) they take again and say at trade deadline, building around Dame. Then. They get the lottery pick, build around Dame. Then they get the third overall pick and still say, build around Dame. <laughs> and Dame says, build around me. That's what I want. If you don't, if you decide to draft 19-year-olds, I'm going to ask out. Well, he said, no, he said there's going to be a conversation. A conversation. Right. We all know what it right. meant. <laughs> we all knew what it meant. It wasn't going to be a conversation about not winning, right? right? Like he said, it'll be, well, basically he said, it'll be up to me at that point. I'm not going to be cool. Right. 
Then they drafted Scoot. The moment they drafted Scoot and said they're going to still build around Dame, no one should have believed that because it couldn't be true. In no world is drafting a a point a nineteen year old point guard not named Magic and Johnson, then, <laughs> who was six nine right. and had Kareem, right? Who was six nine, <laughs> six nine, and played power forward slash center in the finals. <laughs> Game six, yes. Game six, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you draft the nineteen year old six two point guard or six three, I'll give him the shoes. <laughs> at at no point is drafting the 6'3", 19-year-old point guard and saying, hey, you know how we win a championship with Dame? We take the 19-year-old 6'3", point guard, and we start him at the two. That's a championship team. That's not true. And Dame knew it wasn't true, and Dame said, what are you doing? And they said, give me a week. Give me a week in free agency. He said, okay. They did nothing. (laughs) Nothing. They did nothing. Nothing. Nothing other than re-sign the guy that was a guaranteed. Everyone's like, well, they re-signed Grant. That's what he wanted. That was a given. That deal happened seconds after the free agency went down. They knew the number and the years. It was over. That was a done deal. The Blazers knew that they were re-signing Jeremy Grant without Damian Lillard because they knew what was going to happen. So I'm just saying this is what they want. This is the Blazers. They laid this plan out. They knew this was going to happen. And now they seem to be. You know, acting like, oh, now we got a new plan. It's not a new plan. But the Blazers do have to do what's best for them. I just think they should be more, they shouldn't talk so much, the Blazers. It doesn't do them any good. It hasn't helped their situation. No. Players can talk because they're advocating for one. <clears throat> Teams should just do. And I'd like, I'm interested to see what Joe Cronin can do. Because at this point in time, Joe Cronin's resume, as I said in the last podcast, it does not look great. (laughs) Trade CJ, sign Grant. I mean, trade for Grant. I'll give you that. Tank, tank, trade Dane. A lot invested in the Sharp, right? Right. But the Sharp pick you get, good. The Scoot pick, you know. Is is nothing. Everyone would have drafted Scoot with three if you're going to draft. Like you weren't. There was no. There's no genius behind thing. that, right? So no. There's there's yeah. So that's that's I, that was a given. So the, one of the more fascinating discussions around this has been, and I've had this so many times on different shows I've appeared on lately, is how much power does Damian really have in this situation? He's under contract, and there's a lot of people out there who believe that the Blazers can just trade them wherever they want to. And I keep saying they cannot. Now, people are taking me completely literally by me by believing that I'm saying he has a no-trade clause or what have you, like Bradley Beal. And that's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is that they cannot simply trade him anywhere because any team out there not named Miami that tries to trade for him is going to ultimately reach out to Damon's representation. And according to multiple people that I've talked to, and this is out there from other people as well, his representation is going to say, Dame doesn't want to play for you. And so now that team has to say, well, so what? We're trading for you anyway. And to me, that would be just franchise suicide because there's no returns. <laughs> you know, you make the trade, the Blazers run off with all these assets and you have a pissed off Damian Lillard, Lillard showing up, or maybe he doesn't show up. The guy's made $300 million. Maybe he says, you know what? This is a sign of disrespect. You just disrespected me by telling me that you don't care that I don't want to play for you. And you're going to make me, you're going to make me come play for you against my wishes. Really? How's that going to work? And I just, I'm just blown away by how many people are like, too bad. You shouldn't have signed the contract. No, that's not a thing. He signed the extension. Someone puts $112 million in front of your face. You're going to sign it. And he didn't sign it by saying, I'm going to give Cronin three, four, five years to figure this out. He signed it under the understanding that Cronin, who said his plan ran through right now, he said his plan ran through summer 2023. And here we are. And like you said, he's made one move that helps Damien win. And that's Grant and nothing else. Matisse, I guess. But Matisse was a bench player for the Sixers. That's just bench. That's just a bench guy. That's not helping you win. A team that was contending got rid of him. 
So he's not a guy you can say is going to help you contend. He's a good piece, right? He's, you know, finishing touch to a good nice. roster, but yeah, it doesn't count. So if you don't do what you say you're going to do, and Damian Lillard has been this loyal, then the right thing to do is to send him where he wants to go. Now that said, this doesn't mean that Miami can just get away with offering reports are two first round picks, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. The Blazers don't want Tyler Hero, I'm told, and everyone else, other people have reported this as well. But that he can be flipped to a third team for a pick, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So bottom line is Dame is going to Miami <laughs> one way or the other, but everyone has to play nice. You don't even like when Kevin Durant said, I want to go to Phoenix and Brooklyn got a haul for him. So I'm not saying poof, I'm not, they got a haul. And I'm not saying Portland should get that level because Dame's not Durant. Some people say, well, what about what uh, um, Utah got for Donovan Mitchell? Well, Donovan Mitchell was 25. Dame's age factors into this. He's a 33-year-old guard, owed $216 million, $16 million over four years. That, that plays into the value. But at the end of the day, he's probably worth four firsts and a good young player. Um, I'm told by sources that if everyone plays nicely and they figure this out and bring in another team, that there's an obvious path to where the Blazers get that. It's just a matter of everyone coming together. And the, the bottom line here also is that there's no rush. Summer League starts this week. Corona's going to be in Vegas. Other GMs are going to be in Vegas. Talks can be had. People, hey, you got an interest in Tyler Hero. Yeah, we like Hero. What are you thinking? I mean, you can throw a first round pick in this. You can take Hero. Now we got three firsts. Miami can unlock a first from that they owe OKC. Sort of like the similar situation the Blazers have with the Bulls. Like convey a pick to OKC. Now that frees up other picks. So boom, now you got four picks. And then you try and figure out some young players. Boom, you're done. So I do think it's going to get there. But as of right now, if any other team tries to trade for him, this blows up. So when people say he doesn't have a no trade, I, I don't even know like what league are they covering? <laughs> exactly. What have you been paying attention I, to? I mean, what, what, where, where has a star player been traded to a team he didn't want to play to? I mean, like Donovan Mitchell's the closest thing because he wanted to go to New York, but he went to Cleveland, but he was okay with going to Cleveland, right. you know, like, and he, and, and he was 25, right? It's not his last, you know, he knows that if it doesn't work in Cleveland, it might not. Like, they're already talking that it might be – he might get traded again, right. you know, possibly. I'm just saying he's 25. Right. Well, he's 26 now. He At the time, he was 25, years. right. But right. I'm just saying, yeah. like, he was 25. He's like, I got – he had eight <clears> – <throat> he's got seven more years to get to Damian Lillard's 33. This is it for Dame. He knows. Right. Like, I got one move. I got one move. I am playing. You know what he's doing, Joe Cronin? Chips all in. <laughs> he has put all his chips in. He's not playing games. He's like, this is it. He told his agent, I want to go to Miami. I got one shot. I'm going to Miami and I don't care. And the Blazers are saying, well, we're not going to do that now. Okay. Like the Blazers have struggled to make trades. Yeah. You know how we know? Cause Damian Lillard asked for a trade cause you didn't make any. So that, that, you know, affected the team to be a contender. So that's the thing. Can Joe Cronin make it? Can he do it? Can he make this happen without ruining a beautiful relationship, which is Damian Lillard and the Trailblazers community? It's already start. It's a little bit fractured. It can be fixed. It can be fixed. The moment they make a trade and they go up there and they say, we wish him the best. We thank Damian through this difficult time. This trade thing is awful. We didn't want to have to say goodbye. We understand why we are so happy about this young team and these, what we just got. It can be fixed. It cannot be fixed. If they say, well, you know, we wanted to trade him to Boston, but Dame said no. And just keep frac- keep fracturing it, keep fracturing it. They ha- and But no team is going to. I'm sorry, people out there in the national media that think, oh, it's a no trade. This is a ploy. What a terrible, stupid ploy. Why is it a stupid ploy? It always works. Right. Ask Kevin Durant. Ask James Harden again in a week when he does it again. <laughs> I mean, like. Kyrie Irving, possibly the most difficult player in the NBA, has gotten his wishes. The only thing he hasn't gotten is to get to go to the Lakers. But, I mean, and by the way, the one trade that I could think of, Simmons, that didn't go. And how did that go for the team that traded for him? You know what I mean? Like, it's not But even Simmons, like, Simmons wanted out. In Philadelphia, wouldn't trade him. And so Simmons all of a sudden right. back and mental issues and just didn't do anything and made $40 million. Yes. So he – Right, he claimed that. Right, he showed but, up I mean, and didn't no, do anything. 
what team, what team is going to hear from Damian Lillard himself through even or through his agent that, hey, if you trade for me, I am going to be very unhappy and I don't want to play for your team and I'm going to tell the world. And so then let's just make up the team. Let's say it is Boston, who he has not, he has not said he wants to play for. You think Boston, who's on the cusp of a championship, is going to set is going to go, hey Blazers, I know Dame said he doesn't want to play for us, but we want to give you Brown, two firsts, and this, and we're going to trade for him. And then and with the risk that he doesn't show up, he doesn't have to sit out the whole team the whole year, people. They're not going to sit play the whole year without two starters. And, and the, you know, like they're not going to do that. Their risk of trading all these assets for a guy who doesn't want to play for them. Why would they it's do lunacy. that? Now Woj, now, Woj has put out that. So he's put out that Aaron Goodwin has told teams basically don't trade for Dame. I, I wrote a lengthy article today where I talk about that as well, uh, based on conversations with several NBA sources saying that that they that if a team comes to the Lillard camp and says we want to trade for you, they're gonna say, "Don't." No. And <laughs> if he were to show up, he'd play hard. But I'm told it's not gonna get to that point because he's not gonna show up. And then I'm also told it's not gonna get to that point because no one's gonna do the deal, like you just said. That's the and point. That's, and that's, that's the point. All that matters. And that's what I keep. That's what. But Woj just but Woj reported that rival GMs are saying that what Goodwin's saying isn't going to prevent some teams from maybe making a deal. I think that's BS. I just don't buy it. It would be unprecedented. I, like, I, I've been trying to think of a situation in NBA history I where could. a player of this magnitude was forced to go somewhere they absolutely want to – not that they go to their third choice or their second choice or fourth choice even, where they said, no, I don't want to play for you. And the team said, "So too, too bad. We're going to trade for you. Now – for everyone who says, well, he's under contract, he needs blah, blah. Well, the GM who makes this idiotic trade has a contract too. And the contract is for him to not blow up the franchise. And this would be blowing up the franchise. And that GM would end up getting fired because Damian Lillard would come there if he came there. And you wouldn't get $50 million worth out of Damian Lillard. And you would have given all his assets away. And your whole intention of trading for him would be to contend, I imagine. A mediocre team's not going to trade for him. So you would just be firing yourself if you made this trade. And what, what owner wants to do that? It's not like it doesn't get to the owner. Right. The Damian Lillard trade doesn't get, oh, I didn't call the owner. Yeah, we didn't let him know. Hey, by I the way, I want it. you to meet someone. It's Damian Lillard. <laughs> I mean, and what team owner wants to be rejected publicly by Damian Lillard? That's another how's thing. How's that good? Yeah, how's that look? So I, I mean, what are people thinking? I don't know. Like, oh, I'm Cleveland, and I just tried to trade for Damian, and he said, hell no, I'm not playing for Cleveland. Like, what owner wants that right. out there? That we had to beg him, beg him to play for beg us for $50 show. million? Dollars. Exactly. Like, it's not it's not a thing. And if it is a thing, I'm wrong. Well, I, I, And I'll wait for that day, and I will, I will come and so say, I. I was wrong. Some team – thought that they should go trade for Damian Lillard when he doesn't want to play for him. And they're going to start training camp with the one. Well, I think he's going to come eventually he'll come. Like I, this now, is all, all teams, teams want this, by the way, it's not just Joe Cronin who wants Adrian Wojnarowski and Shams and others to, to put out there that teams are not afraid right. to make offers right. because they don't want players to have this much power. Right. This is what this is. This is an agent Try, whose job it is is to make sure his player has the most power possible. And this is GMs whose job it is to make sure that ownership has much as much power as possible. It is a power play. Right. But the difference we have here is Damian Lillard is got one shot. He is not worried about what's after this. He is not concerned about year 38 because he's 33. Right. And he's got this one huge, he doesn't have to worry about his contract. It's done. And people that say, well, he should just take a salary cut. It's over. You can't <laughs> so do it. Stupid. It's over. <laughs> Those deals cut. don't come back. It's well, it's not the NFL. Not some people just don't get that. Aaron, it's a, don't get so mean. No, it's the NFL it's allows you, but the NFL does allow players to do that. Well, because their money's not guaranteed. I know, I know, but, but, but they, they okay. They take a cut in a given year, but they're, they get all their money back yes. in the future. Right. So, well, but you right, can't really do that. He doesn't allow that. Right. And it's just, yeah, it's just not, a, it's ridiculous. 
I saw someone the other day say, so, if you were taking $25 million less, they'd have another player. Shut up. That's not how this works. No one's doing that. Stop with that. No, no one's doing that. Yeah. And also, reminder, they offered him the exception. The, the, they offered him the extension, and he accepted. He was not a free agent. So, right. like, he, they, off, they could have let him become a free agent. He could have become a free agent. They told him they, that his best bet for a championship was to sign the extension and uh, stay. Now, did he probably say, did they probably try to say, well, why don't you take a little less? <laughs> probably. That's what this is all about. But he was a super, you know, flex player. They very much looking at their where they were going with this franchise. It would have been uh, a tough move for the fan base, but they could have waited and been in a different place with Damian Lillard. But they didn't. They offered him the extension, and he signed it. So, and now his power, his only, the only way he can get to exactly where he wants to go right now, or ever, is by saying, I only want to go to Miami. Because he's got one shot, all chips in. He told his agent that. His agent said, okay, we'll play hardball, and we'll see. And even the ones that are writing that the Blazers want to talk to other teams they all hedge it by saying, but odds are he'll end up in Miami. <laughs> because history says, odds are, Kevin Durant wants to go to Phoenix, he's going to Phoenix. Right. Odds are, James Harden wants to go to the Sixers, he's going to the Sixers. Like, we just have, this, this thing happens that way because the league, the NBA, because you have so few players on the NFL, you got, a, you know, you got, you got 22 guys that start every day and you got, 50 guys that play on every team in the NBA. You need three stars to win a championship and two other and four other really good players, but it's a 12 man roster, man. They have a lot of power. That's the way it is. Definitely. Now now let's look at this from the Blazers perspective. So obviously they want to get as much as they can and that's fine. I'm a little alarmed by some fans who would sell out Damien's chance to win a title elsewhere for an extra pick (laughs) like that. That drives me nuts. Like for me, if you're a Blazers fan, you should want to see Lillard win somewhere because he's been so loyal. He could have left a long time ago. I, I just feel like some people are demonstrating why players of his caliber should not remain loyal because at the end of the day, what does it get you if a team willing to just send you wherever? Uh, and not even like if they were to send him to a mediocre team, that would just be, to me, unseemly. But from their perspective, what I'm told is, look, Miami's initial offer is just not a thing. It's just not a thing they're going to do. Two first, hero. Duncan Robinson. They do not want Hero. He doesn't fit what they want. He makes too much money. They already have a two guard in Shaden Sharp. So they're not interested in that. It's They want something along the lines of the Gobert trade, the Donovan Mitchell trade, the KD trade. One, Dame is in KD. Two, Donovan Mitchell was 25 at the time of that deal. And three, Gobert was younger and the Gobert trade was ridiculous. And just because one team's ridiculous, yeah, doesn't mean other people need to be as bad. But, right. but right. you know, I think four first and a good young player or two that they can use should get it done. And so they're not that far away. So a source has told me that there's a pathway, like there's, there's, there's a pathway to this. Both sides just have to come together and play nice. A lot of people were saying, well, this means the Blazers have to accept. No, no, no. The the Blazers don't have to accept getting fleeced by Pat Riley. And it's on Damien and his representation to make Miami play ball. If Miami really wants him. And so that's why I think this is going to work itself out at some point. That said, if you're the Blazers, like you said, you don't want to alienate this guy for a lot of different reasons. Could he salt you forever? Could he have influence on younger players on your roster right now who may watch how you treat him? Uh, but at the same time, you need to get what you need to get. So let's say Miami, though, won't play ball. Let's say Miami's like, <clears throat> look, this is all we're giving up. To me, that's telling Dane we don't really want you <laughs> because the Blazers aren't going to budge, and they shouldn't. They should not get fleeced. They shouldn't get Durant level trade because he's not Durant, but they shouldn't get completely fleeced. If that were to happen and another team is offering a contender is offering a legit package that Portland wants. And that team is Philly or Boston. I personally believe, okay, I've been told he wants Miami. That's it. He doesn't want to play in Boston. He doesn't want to play in Philadelphia, but my poison pill here is that if Miami won't improve the deal, if Miami won't improve the deal, then like I said, they're telling Dane, we don't want you enough to, to spend more on you and Boston steps up, then I see a scenario where, where, where Dane would be like, okay, 
Now Miami's disrespecting me because they're not willing to play ball to get me. Okay, what's Boston doing? Because if he goes to Boston and plays with like the, the trade scenarios out there right now involve Boston keeping Jalen Brown. Now, I don't know how they're going to pay Jalen Brown, Porzingis, Tatum, and Dame. I mean, that's you know that's, that's going to be some miracle accounting there. But that's a situation where there's no way they don't they don't repeat. <laughs> like they won two championships in a row, I think. So then maybe Dame can come off the Miami thing in that scenario. But as of right now, it's Miami or bust. But Miami needs to play ball. Yeah, and remember, you can't if you're if you're negotiating, you can't let a crack of doubt be out there that you might fold. Right. You got to say he's playing it as hard as he can. Does it mean when you negotiate that you don't end up coming off that number a little bit? Does it mean he says no to the to the Sixers if 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 he likes it enough, or even the Clippers? Right now, yes. Of course, if Miami's deal is so bad, and again, these are smart people talking about basketball, that they're going to say, even his agent will say, and Dame is really smart and understands basketball. He's not going to sit there and go, oh, yeah, you should do a trade that's awful for you. And uh, I get why you wouldn't and, and keep pushing that. Or maybe he will. And maybe he will. I mean, Miami wants him to. I mean, they they want him not to come off this at all because they would like to fleece the Blazers, right? I mean, that that's that's where we're at. So I think that's where things can get nasty is if we don't get to a place where the negotiation is an actual negotiation. If Miami wants to play hardball and say, "Hey, man, we know we know your hose. No one else is going to give you an offer. No, because the Goodwin thing is working, the agent thing is working. No one's asking. We got it. We won. No one, no other team. But you know, the Blazers aren't going to." are going to do that. And other teams will play a little ball because the owners don't want the players to have this much power. That's why this whole, there's a possibility for all this to work. But then, you know, when people say like, you know, they're not worried about how other young, they don't sign any other free agents anyway. So they don't care if they hose Dame. Like that's just small minded yeah, thinking because it's petty. not just about the players. It's about, about the, your, your, your future as a franchise. Do you want another Clyde Drexler situation or another Bill Walton situation where the players that meant the most to your franchise don't connect? Yeah. I mean, like, why would you want that? How is that good for your fan base, for the next owner, and you want to sell it? Do you really want Damian Lillard to connect to the Miami Heat when he wins a championship and have no affiliation with the Trailblazers? Mm -hmm. I mean, the Blazers, I mean, we all turned in forever, you know, and you're in the media, you turn on Drexel Drive, you know, it, they tried to fix it, but they couldn't. Clyde Drexel works for the Rockets. You know, he did broadcasting for the Rockets. He doesn't come to back to Portland as a hero. I, I, I covered the team for almost 15 years, and there were no Clyde Drexler celebrations. Did I miss one? Well, they, no, they, no, actually, they retired his jersey. And, well, you weren't here. So, yeah, they were, it was right. 2001, the year, right before they imploded. I got yeah, here in 2007. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what kind of pet? I mean, what kind of thing is that? Like, it's you know, the, John Starks is a God in, in New York and he blew, he lost the championship. Like there are places you, you don't want to do that. So it's not just worried about sharp in four years or five years. And people like, will say, well, it's not a thing because you know, these rookies aren't free agents for eight years. Well, they're really good players that can ask out. I mean, they have the ability to say, I don't want to play here. And this is what we're experiencing. So in the long run, it is bad to, to, to fracture the Damian Lillard relationship. And the Blazers do care about that. And if you don't think they do, then you should be really scared about how your franchise is being run. Which, of course, you know, I have to mention every single podcast. You should be worried about who's running your, your franchise because it's owned by a trust from a woman <laughs> who runs it, who doesn't care about basketball. So you should care, but they, they don't want to ruin that. Um, they want to do what's best for the franchise, which is what they should have said all along. They should have never promised that they were going to do right by Dame by putting all their chips in and then drafting his replacement because now they're in this spot, right. which is now I, they should have maybe done it. They shouldn't have just said it. They should talk less and do more. Absolutely. And Damien has said, um, that you know when he's he's retired, he plans to be around. He wants to go back. He's gonna hang out. He even joked about I'll be hanging out in here, eating up all the food in the media room, right? Hanging out yes. with you guys, uh, and just being around because he just you know he wants to be Mister Blazer. 
And on one hand, you could say, well, him leaving could hurt that. I, I don't believe so. The Blazers failed him. And no offense to Joe Cronin, but it's not like Joe Cronin has some track record of success being a GM. He, he's a newbie GM who was hired because another guy got fired, right? He's made the interim, and then they gave him the job without even interviewing anybody. And Damian put his trust in this guy. Like Damian, because Damian knew him. I mean, the guy's, Cronin's been around. Joe Cronin has nice guy points. He has nice guy points. Right. But, and he's got smart guy points. Exactly. But he, but he has no GM points. Right. He, he has tank, tank, trade, Dave. Right. He has, he's, tank, he's, tank, trade, Dave. Exactly. So his, rep, his reputation as a GM is going to completely rest on what Sharp and, and, and uh, Scoot develop into and also what he gets out of this deal. But he has to be delicate about that because alienating and pissing off Lillard is not worth an extra pick. Like it's, to me, it's just not. You know, make a good deal, but get Dame where he wants to go, and do it the right way, and let him go win a championship, and then try and bring him back. Like I say, I think that would be a great way for him in his career. He comes back at fifteen million a year at thirty-seven, and you know he's in the guard rotation with Scoot or whatever, and and, and Sharp or wherever else they have. And he ends it that way, just like Pippen when he went back to the Bulls. To me, that would be the perfect storybook ending, but don't ruin it now. Because at the end of the day, and 20 years from now, who are Blazers fans going to remember? Damian Lillard or Joe Cronin? Oh, I mean, of course. And it does, Unless Cronin produces two or three titles, right, it's going to be Damian Lillard. And this is just yeah. – and so this is why I just don't understand. Look, we all know – we all know Jerry Krause, but I think Michael Jordan. Well, right, and Jerry Krause is only known because they won six titles. Not the, I'm just saying, like, no, I know what you, GMs are. Right, I know what you're saying, yeah, but it's always the, David right. Yeah. If you it, like, if Cronin wins a bunch of titles, he'll have a reputation, but like like Riley does. Anyway, so we'll see how that works out. Let me ask you this though. So I've been told, like I said, that he could very easily not go, or if he shows up, he's going to be unhappy. But if nothing happens, if what we're saying is true, that no team's even going to bother making a trade, and Miami doesn't step up, what's left? Damon has to come back. I'm, I'm just saying that, well, that's, that's the end result. Damon never gets traded, and then training can't rolls around. I don't think it's going to get to this. Like I said, I think they're going to work things out with Miami, but that would literally be the next step. Like, that's where you would be headed if those other things didn't, didn't play out the way everyone wants them to play out. So then Lillard would be in Portland and very, very pissed off and very, very disrespected. Ugh. And that, oh my God, like you, you'd almost have to just tell Damien to stay away and you're going to pay him because you can't have him that upset and, and walking around Scoot and Shaden and just being completely sour. So this, this is one of the reasons why I said something has to give way because that is the end result if nothing this summer happens to move him. Yeah, I just I just there's no scenario in my mind that can see that. I mean, that's a failure at every level. You know, I mean that's a failure at every level. That's a failure for the Blazers front office. That's a failure for the uh Lillard's agent who by the way, this is a big deal to Goodwin too. I mean this is something he's got to do because other, if he makes this happen for Dame, that helps you sign new clients. You know, he can't fail. He can't have Dame and Lillard stuck with the Blazers come training camp. You know, that, that'd just be – but there's no way Dame comes back. The team would have to – but then, then you're already in a cordial place. If you're saying the Blazers would say, well, we'll just pay you to not come, then you're somehow having a cordial – conversation and i don't see how anything is cordial if david lillard is told that you're still a blazer in training camp you know i I just don't i I mean look crazy things have happened in the world of sports and in the world right where people end up being back and accepted and and um you know a rod came back to the yankees you know and is in good graces like after his suspension so i I, i'm not saying that I never say never. Like maybe there's a way that they make three trades and around it, and Dame's like, ah, okay, I want to stay. I mean, well, okay, I don't see. if they were to magically pull off some deals, Dame would probably stay. He doesn't want to leave. Like I've been told numerous times, this is this has been very, been very agonizing for him. He does not want to do this, but he feels of like course. he has no he choice. He feels like he has no choice. Like there were there were deals out there they could have made 
that would have helped the team be better and give him a chance to at least make some noise in the playoffs. And the Blazers, led by Cronin, decided that they just weren't worth the transcendent generational talent that that uh, Scoot is and the amazing player that Sharp's going to be in four or five years. <laughs> and so the team decided right. that they would rather keep Scoot. They'd rather have Scoot and Shaden Sharp for the future than Damian Lillard. 100%. They could say whatever they want 100%. about outside because they don't want to put it on Dame, right. which is kind of crappy, but I get what they're doing. They need to sell tickets. And we don't know who Joe Cronin's talking for because we don't know who's in charge of this team. Is it Burke Cold? Is it Jody that wants this? We don't know. He's got bosses. But anybody who is not seeing this as the Blazers decided they making Sharp untouchable and drafting Scoot, making him untouchable, they decided they would rather have those two players than having Damian Lillard. And the reason why I can say that is because that's Everyone what Damian Lillard feels. Well, yeah. And Damian Lillard feels yeah. it. And that's all that, that's matters. all that matters. All this time, it does not matter if that's what it, maybe Joe Cronin somehow honestly believes that no, no, we really think we could build around Shaded Sharp, Scoot Henderson, and Damian Lillard and win a championship in the next two years. He might believe that. But what Joe Cronin knew is that Damian Lillard didn't believe that didn't. the moment they drafted scoot dame said i'm out and they said well give us a week and he said okay and they didn't do anything they made the, they made this bet right they made this bet and, and to be fair to joe though and we've talked about this before <clears throat> if if so look let's say toronto says we'll give okay i've actually heard this was an offer toronto offers siakam for number three ant shade and sharp and Nurkic or a future first, or maybe in the maybe in the twenty third pick and some salary filler. That's way too much. I would say no if I were Joe. I'm not doing yeah. that. Even if Zion for the same package, I'm not doing that. Zion, do I know Zion's going to play fifty games a year? I don't know that. I'm not giving you all of that. I'll do number three, maybe Ant and Nurkic, but I'm not giving you Sharp as well because I'm, I'm projecting Sharp out as a future All Star. So yeah, even. If part of the decision that we just said we agree that Joe made is because the offers weren't worthy of Sharp or the pick, which is what he pretty much said on draft night, then that's 100% fine. I have no qualms with him making that decision if it was just like, you know what? It's just not worth it. We, I don't think the guys we're going to get, we're going to win if we give up all these other assets. We want Dame to stay, and maybe we can make a trade at the trade deadline. Maybe we can trade, make a trade next summer. Who knows? But right now, this just isn't worth it. I, Joe Cronin, good for you. You made you made the decision that you feel was necessary to be made. But you did so, and you had to have done so knowing that this was coming because everyone else knew this was coming. I sat there at that post game, that post draft press conference, dead center, looking right at him when he was trying to explain how they were going to play Ant, Scoot, Dame, and Sharp in five minutes for all those fools, and, to, and how Ant, oh, how, you said Ant, yeah, yeah, as Ant too, even though Ant should be traded, but regardless, and then how Dame and Scoot can play together, even though we also saw that Dame and CJ didn't work. I mean, it worked. They they won. They were a playoff team, but it didn't contend and and dame was never really gonna work but now we're gonna get younger like you're gonna go from a, a veteran stud like cj all the way down to a guy young enough to biologically be his son and that's gonna be the combination it's ridiculous it's ridiculous of course it is. it's, it's just he it's knew he exactly he knew at that moment and he also knew because his conversations with dame that this wasn't gonna yep. go over well and sure enough they had a meeting and it's been reported, and I've heard as well, that they were going to ask out then. But Joe said, no, give me a little bit more time. we got free agency coming up. And then pff, nothing in free agency. So I, I, give, I give him a pass for making his decision, but part of that decision means trading Dame, and you need to do right by Dame because you didn't do right by Dame in terms of building around him like you said you would. That's the key, like you said you would. I think in the long run, I told you, I think this is the best thing for the franchise. 
I didn't see the Blazers finding any way to get Damian Lillard championship because I think they're too many pieces away. Because I don't see, I think Dame does need another, uh, needs a, an all-star level big. I think it's important. And I didn't see them getting it. You know, because uh, once, the, once the Heat went to the finals, I'm like, well, you're not getting Bam because that was the guy. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, if you get Bam, which I thought was a chance with the third pick if they blew they it up. They flamed out, right? Because the Heat could have blown up. They were in the play-in. I think the Heat going to the you know to the finals sucks for the Blazers and Joe Crowley. I think they could have gotten but Butler. I think they could have gotten Butler, not Bam. But go ahead. Okay, but I would yeah. have want to me even Butler makes it hard. Yeah, because I I, I think you need a well. No, if they get Butler, if they get Butler, dude, come on. It, we can argue. That. Okay, it didn't happen. I'm just saying. To me, the fastest path yeah. is a is a big right. a big that could do multiple things. Cause that's what's, I mean, Giannis won a championship. Jokic won a championship. I mean, like it's, it's the thing unless you are the warriors, right. And then you have, you have so much talent, including Kevin Durant at one point and Steph Curry and whatever. But to me, um, Damian Lillard is a great guard. They had other guard pieces, but what I'm saying is either Joe Cronin did what he thought was best for the franchise. And I have no problem with any of the moves he's made so far. I have a little question about the grant contract, but whatever. I, I'm not that mad about it. All I'm saying is that's you're saying you did all that with this other plan in mind, which is keeping Damian Lillard. But if you actually thought that was going to happen, that's incompetence. Because no one thought that that was going to happen. No one could look at this team and say, yes, do all this and Damian Lillard, right. including the guy. Who told it was Damian Lillard, like the guy, the actual dude who said, Hey, dude, but, but listen, I'm not going to play with that. But listen, I, I was texting some sources with the Blazers, and and when um, the scoop thing went down, and I was like, Dude, he's going to ask out. And people are like, Why do you think that? Like, ah! He told he doesn't ah! want to play, like, you guys drafted his replacement. Yeah, but maybe he'll change his mind and, and accept, oh. accept Scoot. And I'm like, I'm like, Okay, well, I guess maybe. But no, and if he does, I think if we said it here, if he does, I never want to hear from him again about how he wants to win and maybe be traded someday. Because if you're accepting this, you, you're you're not serious about winning. There's no way you can accept this. So there, there, I think I believe there definitely was a mindset within the Blazers organization that they could do all this and Dame was going to stay. But I also believe, part of me believes that they knew that if they did this, it was not going to go well. But they wanted Dame to pull the trigger, not them. Because now Dame's oh, a bad guy. Oh, that's definitely. Yeah. Because oh, even, Cronin's reaction, Cronin didn't, like, the Cronin's reaction was, we're committed to winning, and but Dame is asked out. So now we're going to do what's best for the, Like, there wasn't, like, any, any signs of disappointment, or it doesn't sound like there was any, oh, no, please, Dame, don't do this. Here's our plan. It was just like, oh, okay, you want out? Let's put out the statement. Because the statement made it clear that Dame asked out. So now it's on Dame. It's not on Joe. It's on Dame. Well, said- but no, we're only at this point. Because of the, the decisions Joe made, for better or for worse, you still made those decisions. Now, this last segment, real quick, before we cut off here. So you mentioned Grant. So we all know now, new CBA, you have to meet a salary floor similar to the NFL's salary floor. So that's you know, you sign someone like Grant. People question whether Dame hung on just long enough to make sure Grant got his deal. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if I buy that conspiracy theory. Theory, and if again, if Joe Cronin got played like that, then that's a red flag because we all, we all knew what this was going to happen if you don't sign another guy. But I'm told that they, they, they do not want to tank next year. They want to win. I know you think that's crazy talk, but they're also reportedly going to match Matisse Thibault's offer from Dallas. He's a veteran guard who gives you someone who can play defense and an adult at the guard position, which is all filled with kids right now. Uh, and it's like the senior and Thibault, the senior guard members now. Um, so you have Grant, so you have starting power forward. We'll see what happens with Nurk. It almost seems 100% that Nurk's going to be gone. You're going to get a different center. They've made this offer to this Eddie Tavares guy in Europe who's a big lumbering rim protector. I don't think he's a starter. They're going to have to find a starter. They still are going to have the mid-level exception. They still could pull off other deals. So <laughs> we talked about this last week, but do you see a path to at least the plan for this team? if they can get someone decent with the mid-level and get back a good player in this Lillard trade? I mean, yeah, I guess there's a path to the play-in. It's not hard to get the play-in. you got to be a bad team to get in the play-in. You know, you don't have to be a really good team. So, sure. 
how that helps you, I don't know. I mean, everyone says, I mean, I don't, I don't really understand the Blazers' philosophy or and sometimes people thinking. Everyone says the Blazers are never going to get um, great players through free agency. You're only going to get them through uh, trades in the draft. Well, the only way to get great players through the through trades is have a great player or through the draft. Right. So, like, you know, like, I, I mean, like, how does mediocrity help you? It doesn't. Now I know because I, I lived here since 2007, you know, like, and I saw I saw the whole thing. I mean, I got here when Odin was number one pick and they had, you know, I mean, they, they were trying to do it the way and Pritchard was – you know, I don't like using the term that about the Pritch slapping, but like he was going to, he was stealing every deal and they were raiding Spain to find all stars, you know, like, and it didn't work like because they got bad luck in the draft because Greg Odin's legs collapsed and Brandon Roy's knees collapsed. I mean, the truth of the matter is Brandon Roy had a five year amazing career and it was over. Right. And so while he was rookie of the year and he was the right pick and he was perfect for the Blazers because he, you know, he's such a great dude and they were coming off the jail Blazers and it was something awesome to root for. Unfortunately, he isn't Damian Lillard, you know, who's a decade and still playing, right? I mean, he was done by 30. So the only way to me for, for the Blazers, I'm going to buy it. I'm buying in, even though I have argued against it, I will take, I will give it that you're not going to sign a big name free agent if you're in Portland ever. So then, so then what are you saying to me that you're guaranteeing that scoots a, you know, an all NBA player and sharps an all NBA player. And that grant is that role player at 30, you know, let's say th- let's give it the best case scenario. Kobe won in year four with Shaq, but like, let's say they, they, this is a miracle of all miracles in three years. And Grant's still in his prime at 32. Like you think that's gonna happen? I I, I just think you you know, I, as uh, as George Clooney once once said in a great movie, uh, you think we're gonna need one more? And Grant's Let's gonna get need, one and Grant's gonna be tough to move. Yeah, that's a huge. He's gonna have four years, one hundred twenty something million a, after his, this first year, and it and he's good, but he's yeah. overpay. You yeah. know how I feel about him. We yeah. argued here. I said, look, he's twenty. He's twenty and five. He's twenty two and five. Like he doesn't rebound. He's a good defender, not a great defender. He's a really, really good basketball player. Right. He is the CJ McCollum of forwards. Yeah. Like he's he's good, but he doesn't do other things. Right. So I I, I hope for, I hope they don't. I really hope that they don't make. I mean, playoffs. for your sake, I hope they make the play in because you got to cover this team every game. <laughs> but if you want to win a championship in the next, you know, five or six you know, five years, I don't see how, you know, getting pick 18 is going to help. But you're not going to get pick 18 because you're going to go to Chicago next year, right? If you make the playoffs, which is part of the problem here. So they pretty much are going to have to follow the model that OKC has done. Right? They, they've done Paul George. they got a bunch of assets. And now they already have a really good young team and a bunch of picks coming. I mean, if, if Chet Holmgren is legit with Giddy and Sh- and Gilders Alexander, oh my, and other guys like Dortz and other guys they have coming, like, they're going to be stacked and, and stacked completely with drafted guys. And they're going to have picks to go out and make trades. Probably no big free agent necessarily is going to want to go there, but they can get mid-tier guys to fill in spots. They're going to be really good. So the Blazers, and that's one of the reasons why they want to haul here from Dame, is that if they if they hit, if, you know, Ant's going to be good already. Um, they hit on Scoot. They hit on Sharp. Now you got three young studs going forward, Chris Murray, and then you go out and get some picks. And you, you get a lottery pick next year, which is why I don't think they should try and make the playoffs. You add a big, hopefully. Now you're moving. Now you're rolling. You got to get right? a big. You got to get you a big. Draft a guard. But that's the, like, that's the way. In six years, if Shaden Sharp had gone, had been drafted by Indiana and, and in six years was a star, he's not coming to Portland as a free agent. No way in hell. But you got him through the draft, right? Same thing with Damian Lillard. Had Damian Lillard been drafted by someone else and became a star? And if the Blazers had Damian Lillard wouldn't come to Portland, he'd go anywhere but Portland. So, but you got him in the draft. So that's why, to me, making the playoffs next year would just be ridiculous. Because not only are you making the playoffs, you're losing a pick. <laughs> you're losing a lottery pick. You're trading a lottery pick for the chance for the chance to just make the playoffs and get rolled. So we'll see how that works out. But apparently, that is the stated goal to try and be decent next year. Well, I understand it. If you're Joe Cronin, you don't want to have one of the worst 
you know, GM and if you're, and if you're Chauncey in Billups, the world, and if you're Chauncey Billups, you don't want to have the worst coaching record in NBA history when a new owner comes in next year and cleans out. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, if, that's a possibility. Yeah. Or he, he, no matter no matter how they lose next year, I can almost guarantee that Chauncey is going to be the fall guy. Well, why does Chauncey want to coach his team anyway, really? Like, I know he wants to be a coach in NBA, but this isn't what he signed up for. No, it isn't. Like, we haven't talked about Chauncey at all. And I don't, and people want to blame Chauncey, like, fire Chauncey. I'm like, fire Chauncey. And hire him. Like, yeah. what, 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 why? Like, what is he Because a coach is supposed like, to be able to could... get the most out of Watford and Little and Keon Johnson and Greg Brown and win. Like, literally, people say that. It's, it's ridiculous. Cha- Chauncey was tasked to tank two years in a row, and he did. So he did what he was asked to do by his bosses, right. which was lose games. Now, sometimes they made it impossible for him to win because the summer league team is going to look a whole lot like the team that played the last five games of the year. You know, I'm just saying, like, I have no idea if Chauncey Billups is a good coach. Right. You know who else doesn't know? Chauncey Billups. Yeah. He can't. Right. He can't know. So I, I, I feel – I do feel bad for Chauncey Billups because yeah. Chauncey Billups had other – Aspirations. He had other choices. Yeah. Well, and other choices. Yeah. Could have been a GM. He could have been a coach other place. I mean, Chauncey Bills is so highly regarded. He walked into a situation where his past came back and, you know, rocked him where, you know, when he was 19 and I don't know what happened there and whatever, but like that, that guy was like, whoa. And then he thought he was going to coach Damon Lillard, Jeremy Grant and, a, you know, and some chances to win, to build around exactly what he thought what Dame thought. And that is not what he's gotten. Exactly. And now he's about to end. And now he's in this place where he is a player's coach and he and Dame got along and he's with ownership now. Right. You know, he's got, he got to stay out and be like, I love you, Dame, but I, you know, I work for them. True. But at the same time, he also doesn't want, he didn't want to coach kids either. He said himself, we've already, he said at the press conference, we need to get longer. We need to get older. We need more veterans. He said, we've already made small moves around the edges. We need to make big moves. Right. Uh, so they haven't they haven't done right by him as a coach either. But at the end of the day, when they do go young and they do struggle, he'll be the fall guy in part because the, the Blazers are going to question, well, is Chauncey the right coach for a bunch of young players? And quite frankly, he probably isn't because he didn't sign up to coach a bunch of young players. He thought he was coaching Dame and CJ and maybe trade CJ for another guy. That's what he thought he was signing up for, not, you know, a nursery school. <laughs> Here's what's funny, dude. I'm li- like – I'm going to be at summer league, and even next season, I'm going to be covering a roster. Even this past year with Shaden and Jabari, that has players on it younger than the dudes I covered at Oregon. That's what blows my mind. Yep. Like I can think back to young Dennis Dixon and Lamike and Stewart and Mariota. It's like I'm coaching kids their age now in the NBA, and they're expected to win. It ain't gonna happen. Not for a long time. All right. Anything else? Yeah, no, but you're off the summer league. Got to I'm off the that. summer league. You're going to summer league. Going to summer league. Uh, Scoot, we'll see Scoot and Shaden play together for the first time. We're not sure how much they're going to play. Um, I'm hoping they play three games because that's as long as I'm going to be there for. <laughs> and then we'll see if any news breaks on the Damian Lillard front. And if hey, you know what? During all this is going on, how come they can't sign someone else? How come they can't make other roster moves if they're trying to win? Can you do something that does all have to like be on hold until Dame makes a decision? I don't know. It's just crazy. But okay. So we'll probably do another podcast from Summer League, hopefully. Thanks for listening to the Blazer Focus podcast. I'm Aaron Fentress. He's Craig Burnback. Please give us a positive rating and click the subscription button. And we'll be back again with more melodrama from the Blazers franchise. Take it easy.